Have you heard of environmental justice? Well, you will be, because coming to a city near you, and if you're in Santa Ana, this is an update for you. You're listening to The Andres Segovia Show. And welcome to the program, everyone. I am your host, Andres Segovia. In this episode, I will be going over this Santa Ana general plan that's being instituted, and there's time for you to let the city know what you think of it. Now, I'll first present what they're presenting and then give you a little bit about what it is. Let me just tell you, though, as soon as I opened this mailer that I received in the mail and it said environmental justice, I already knew what I was in for. So because of the nature of the subject matter here, for those that feel that they don't want to hear something that's considered politicized, this might be one of those episodes where you think it's going to be politicized, and I assure you, it is not by me. So, that's the advisory for you to get it out of the way. This is the handout, which I'm going to be leaving a link to the, the original PDF or um, image file for you to see accompanying the show notes at www.theandrosegover.com. With this episode, you'll be able to see the very thing I'm reading for you. This is... Uh, to what they're saying is to improve culture, sustainability, health, education, and equity. So, without any further ado, here is the shared vision for Santa Ana that's being called Golden City Beyond. We, the city of Santa Ana, are updating our general plan and want to hear your thoughts on how to best address environmental justice issues affecting your community. Many of our neighborhoods have experience with environmental conditions that are are of concern. So what is environmental justice? Throughout our community, some bear a disproportionate burden of pollution and associated health risks. Environmental justice seeks to correct this inequity by reducing pollution and increasing public investments in these communities while also ensuring their input is considered in decisions that affect them. Recent state law, Senate Bill 1000, requires all cities and counties to update public policies to address environmental justice. In Santa Ana, we are seeking to build upon the important work that our residents have already started to improve conditions for residencies, child care centers, schools, medical facilities, senior care centers, and parks and recreational facilities in these communities. What is an environmental justice community. An environmental justice community is an area of the city where residents have the highest risk of exposure to pollution in the air, water, and soil. This pollution may be caused by passing vehicles, cars and trucks, or by the daily activities of businesses and institutions. Residents in these areas also tend to be burdened by the social, economic, and health issues such as higher rates of language barriers, poverty, and asthma. Such areas also tend to experience lower rates of investment and improvements from individuals, private companies, and public agencies. All of these factors can lead to unequal opportunities to lead a healthy and prosperous life. Now, at the bottom of the the front of this page, there's an environmental justice communities in Santa Ana. The map shows about uh, 17 census tracts that Santa Ana is is considering as environmental justice communities. And the reason I'm getting this letter is because one of my properties, that's a duplex there, actually falls within these so-called barriers that are considered environmental justice communities. I'll get to what their priorities in giving attention to are in a moment. Let me just continue reading in the second page what this is. 
The city of Santa Ana is considering changes to its goals, policies, and actions that will improve existing and future conditions for all of Santa Ana with a focus on those in greatest need of help and protection. Consistent with our general plan shared vision and core values, the potential changes will emphasize 1. Reducing exposure to pollution. So how? Develop strategies and support regulations that will help reduce exposure to air pollutions and hazardous materials. 2. Improving public facilities. How? Increase access to community health facilities, parks, community centers, and other public services and facilities, particularly in underserved areas. 3. Promoting healthy food. How? Improve the health and wellness of all residents through policies, regulations, and programs that foster healthier food options. 4. Creating safe and sanitary housing. How? Add to existing efforts to reduce health hazards associated with construction materials, building standards, and deferred maintenance. 5. Increasing physical activity. How? Establish new opportunities for outdoor and indoor recreation as part of a comprehensive and integrated network of spaces and facilities with a focus on underserved areas. Number six, enhancing civic engagement. How? Increase the amount and quality of community engagement throughout the planning, development, and operation of our communities and city. So there's a section below that's a, it's a roadmap of how, how far they've gotten to develop these concepts. So anything that should have been revised because of the things that have happened, the events of this this past few two or three months are not reflected here. So right now they're in the phase where they want to hear from you. They have a presentation and you can review the latest drafts and goals and policies related to what is called environmental justice, which they put on their website. Now, I'll just tell you what the website is and also their email, but I'll be leaving all that contact information, obviously, in the show notes accompanying this episode. So the website that they're guiding you to so you can see your presentation of their environmental justice ideas is www.santa-anna.org forward slash general dash plan. And you can email them your thoughts at newgeneralplan at santa-anna.org. Now they're saying that for the June-July 2020, you can attend a virtual outreach meeting to learn more and ask questions. And they're attending intending to adopt this environmental justice general plan by later in this year. They want to adapt it. So now we get to the part where basically this is going to come across as uh, political. Folks, if anything during this lockdown taught us anything, is that any of the forced environmental protections have harmed more than they have done good. We have more people in, and I know this because I'm in the real estate front. They are preparing to move out of this urban setting that they've been put forward to because all these buildings have been erected to have dense population living, encouraging mass transit so you can leave your car at home. Now we're having the opposite effect. People want to get out of that. All those high earned income, oh, high income earners that have been renting are buying now. And they're finding out that there really isn't much out there on the market for them to buy in the first place. So now they're going to try to buy up whatever is available to them to get out of that kind of environment. More people are going to want to have their vehicle because they don't want to be in a right share because you don't know who's been in there before. So with everything that's happened with COVID, it should be a massive reimagining of what so-called environmental justice is because immediately 
during this whole COVID, several environmental protection agency guidelines, and not just that, policies that were put in place by the voters were upended immediately. An example, such as the plastic straw, even plastic um, reusable bags. They got rid of all that because they didn't want you bringing anything. And the single-use bags came out, uh, came back. And not just that. I want to highlight these solutions they're presenting. Promoting healthy food. What do you think that means? They've already, so in other words, they're going to go to every single restaurant in Santa Ana and demand that they put healthier food options. So what do you think that's going to mean for the food there? It's going to be more expensive. Not only is this saying they're going to be demanding that these companies foster healthier food options, they're also going to, they want to improve public facilities. They want to reduce exposure to pollutions. What do you think that means? That means it's a green tax on companies that are in Santa Ana. What do you think that's going to do to businesses in Santa Ana that will find this egregious from small business to large business? They're just going to go to the neighboring city if they can. They're going to move their stuff out of there if they cannot put up with whatever regulations are going to be installed by Santa Ana. We've seen this happen time and again with every single city that has done so. Now, the reason this is a big deal for, in the case of Santa Ana, is because this is supposed to be something that was mandated by the state. But they're giving you, the community, an option to speak up. And in this time that we're supposedly listening to our own grievances and our shared experiences, this is the time for you to let them know. If you're in Santa Ana or you own property in Santa Ana, you need to let them know about what they're about to do to housing there. Because supposedly through this whole environmental justice communities in Santa Ana, their priorities that they want to address are diesel emissions. They want to reduce that. They want to improve the air quality, of course. They want to reduce groundwater contamination. What's contaminating? I don't know. There's cleanup sites. Okay, what, what do they want to do with the cleanup sites? They want to reduce the density of traffic, traffic density. How? When you're trying to build buildings for dense population living. So what are you going to do? You're going to try to put mass transit in there too that people are rejecting altogether? And check this out. Housing burden. They want to address the housing burden. Okay, so you're, you're going to allow for the building of property now? For people to buy, or you're going to encourage them to rent. Again, dense population living. This is an interesting one. Linguistic isolation. So what are they trying to say? Que nosotros que solo hablamos español tienen problema que solo hablamos español. It's like, what are you going to do about our isolation if we're speaking only Spanish? What are you going to do about it? This is another interesting thing that they want to address. Low birth weight infants. I don't understand that. They just threw it in here and said that this what that what they want to address that. And then this one, poverty. That is a very loaded goal to address. Poverty. Which is basically a summation of everything else. All I hear are increased taxes, new taxes, green uh, reform or whatever. That's what this thing screams, which also means it's going to do more harm than good. It's been proven over and over again in conjunction with this. They want to make better housing. They say right here, they want to reduce the housing burden. What does that mean? Rent control? Probably. I'm going to assume they're talking about rent control. At the same time, they're trying to talk about rent control because Santa Ana is one of those that have been holding hearings. They want to talk about rent control. I've brought this up before in different episodes. 
of the program. So if they want to install rent control, they also want to, as they say, add to existing efforts to reduce health hazards associated with construction materials, building standards, and deferred maintenance. That last part, deferred maintenance, means probably creating a whole new bureaucracy of a housing department akin to Los Angeles so they can go and inspect every single uh, property that's owned privately that has rental people in it or maybe even single family, depending on how strict they end up doing this, charge all these properties a fee for supposed registration that they're operating as either a rental to the city to be able to collect rent from their own tenants because that's what LA does. And on top of that, to be paying for inspections that these inspectors will be going over to make sure that the property is being upkept with health and safety standards. Otherwise, that deferred maintenance will be brought to their attention. They will cite the property and find the landlord. That on top of what is called rent control. So then that will mean not only will the, the landlord be forced to do work that these inspectors deem necessary, they'll also tell them you can't charge them. You can't recover your expenses. You cannot raise your rent until we tell you to based on a chart that they'll probably set up on a schedule. And before they even mention deferred maintenance on this paragraph, they say they want to reduce health hazards associated with construction materials and building standards. Building standards. So that means they're going to make the building codes even stricter, which probably also means they're going to enforce more requirements of green things into the code, such as mandatory uh, solar panels, um, uh, electric water heating, um, natural gas, this or that. I, I don't know. There's just so many different ways it could go about with what they can do. Construction materials themselves. So now, not only is California the hardest place to build, now we're going to have more restrictions on top of the state and county level. Now the Santa Ana itself will also be dictating what can or cannot be used for these building standards. How is that going to improve housing? Who in their right mind is going to want to build housing that they cannot recover their investment on because they will not be able to put the um, a market rate on it and they will not be able to raise the rent accordingly and that they will be forced to pay to the city after the property is even built, not just the business tax, the operating tax and all that, that they'll have to pay to register the property to the city. Look, this is not explicitly saying here, but anyone that knows anything that's dealt with this for a long time knows that this is what it means. So all this stuff sounds beautiful in its intent. The problem is this is just a bunch of gobbledygook. I'm sorry, folks. I got to tell you straight. That's what I do on this program when it comes to anything that affects this. Not only is this going to affect real estate in Santa Ana, it's going to adversely affect you as a person, whether you have, whether it's business or as an individual, you will be the collateral damage of this uh, agenda because that's what always happens. If the businesses don't leave, they have to pass on the fee to somebody else. So then the businesses will create new fees, which then you as a consumer or as a resident will be forced to pay. All in the name of environmental justice. So if this is coming across political, I make no apologies for it. I'm giving it to you straight because this is what has happened and will continue to happen with all these so-called green initiatives that mean well and do bad. So let them know what you think. Be aware of this. Study it for yourself. The links to contact and find out for more information from them are available on the show notes accompany this episode at www.theandresegovia.com. I will be covering the story as more develops, but with everything that's happened with COVID 
and recent events that have affected property values, employment, and all that. This is a bad time to try to implement this. If there ever was a good time, really now is not the right time. But until next time, if you are interested in learning more about real estate and how it could benefit you, especially in this time of uncertainty, by all means, go to my real estate resources and contact me at www.segoviares.com. Segovia Real Estate Services, res.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the program, and I'll see you on the next one.